Patty Birch is an unusual case when it comes to distance running. Not too many 4-hour plus debut marathoners later go on to run 225s, and even fewer run that within the first year they cross the 100km a week threshold. Patty, with roots in football, or soccer if you will, has had quite a bit of success in quite a short amount of time, with the latest mark coming at last week's Rock and Roll Philly Half, where the Irish-born and Toronto-residing runner laid down a new PB of 68.37 on a very humid day. As he moves towards the Scotia-Toronto Waterfront Marathon in a few weeks, we chat with Patty about taking advice from the best, getting good fast, and a whole lot more. You're listening to The Terminal Mile at The Terminal Mile on social media. This is a Tracky Radio production. A big result for you uh, this past weekend, a 68-minute half marathon uh, down at the, at the Philly Rock and Roll Half Marathon. Man, that that, that was a good effort. I mean, take a look at, uh, at results all across the board. That uh, that looks like it was a very solid effort on that day. How, how did it feel for you? Yeah, it was, it was, I was... I was pretty happy with it, you know. I think waking up in the morning, um, we were all a bit disappointed with the weather. You know, it was different reports, but I think a lot of guys were saying it was around 21, 22 degrees Celsius with, you know, 90 to 95% humidity. So I think, you know, during the warm-up, we were all just soaking already, you know. So I was happy that I readjusted sort of my goals and, you know, not that I overly held back, but, you know, I definitely was a lot more controlled going out. Um, than I had planned on and uh, you know I paid dividends because my time mightn't have been the fastest on the day but it definitely you know I finished strong when I got a lot of guys faded and managed to pick off a few places on you know the last five or six k and you know finished totally drained but uh, you know feeling relatively good so you know the word on the street after talking to Reed was you know maybe you know, everyone, including the winners, were about a minute to 90 seconds down on, or sorry, two minutes to 90 seconds down on, you know, their sort of goal time or what they would have aimed for. So that might be a bit generous to me, but, you know, definitely, you know, maybe a minute back from where I was hoping to go. So, yeah, with the conditions, I was very happy how I ran. So, yeah, you, you know, uh, one thing that's always struck me about Reed is that he's he's a real mathematician of the sport, and and he has he has a pretty good, uh, you know, has has pretty good, you know, kind of fing- fingers on the pulse there, uh, as far as that goes. Uh, you know, speaking of Reed, there's also Thomas, uh, Thomas Toth, and and Emily Setlack uh, there as well too, and, and a whole bunch of other Canadians. Uh, did you did you get to to match up with them? You know, maybe uh, maybe have a chat, go for a jog beforehand. Yeah, it was it was like, and that was probably the main thing for me over the weekend that I enjoyed. You know, and I, I actually said it to Reed after the race. You know, got a bit of a, a photo together. You know, the cheesy moment, but uh, you know, we we spent most of the weekend together. You know, we hadn't we hadn't really known each other before that, but it was you know myself and Reed, Thomas Toth, um, Cam Levens, and it was nice. We hooked up with the Irish guy Stephen Scullion as well, who was rooming with Reed. And yeah, we spent like a lot of the weekend together. You no, know, Drady was with us, and um, you know, went out for dinner. You know, the, the regular trip to Whole Foods first to buy oatmeal for the morning, and yeah, it was nice just to you know, just be a sponge around those guys and girls, and just you know, take in as much as I could. You know, um, so much more experienced runners than I am, and you know, just being able to sit down and have dinner with those guys, and just you know, just listen to what they're saying or how their training is going. You know. 
you can you can read all the books or you can look at all the YouTube videos and you can you know try replicate training and things like that. But you know when it comes down to it, just the experience of sitting down and listening to people, you know, it's 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 hard to compete with things like that, you know. You, you know, you mentioned uh, your experience or maybe perhaps uh, lack lack thereof, and I definitely want to talk about that a little <laughs> bit later. But, uh, you know, back to back to Philadelphia for a second. You know, it always attracts, this one always attracts a, a really good field, and I, I have a feeling that mm. that's because of its, you know, proximity uh, in time to, you know, Chicago and to Toronto. And, you know, those, those good fall marathons, it's just the perfect time to get a good half marathon in. But, you know, what, mm-hmm. what was the, what was the course like? What was the terrain like? Was that pretty pleasing? Like if it, if you had good weather there, it would have been pretty fast. Yeah, definitely. Like it's, um, that's one thing I said after it's, it's a super fast course, you know, um, the first, I think that's one thing you'll know about me. I'm terrible with times and distances. <laughs> 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 sort of oblivious to everything I just put my head down and keep going but I think it was maybe the first let's say 8k roughly are downtown so very similar to like a Chicago style you know you run around basically a big block downtown so like mentally that's a good start you know you you know there's lots of sort of distractions to you know just just run by and sort of ease into that race a little bit and then I think gets it from about yeah 8k to maybe 15k it's out along a river and that's, it's quite flat, you know, it's, you're going against the flow of the river. So I suppose it would be a, a very, very slight uphill, but it's, you know, it was, I didn't notice it until we crossed the bridge and we came back the other side. And then I realized how, how fast the back section was, you know? Um, so like going out, you are going uphill, but you don't notice it until you come on the way back and the way back is just, it's lightning fast, but unfortunately the weather <laughs> didn't, didn't allow for it to be lightning fast but I think the last couple of years have been pretty humid but I think if you got a good day there it's definitely a fast track and you know I think besides the proximity as you said to other races um, you know it's a good it's a good place to run a PB for sure you know I think anyone who's listening right now who has you who, who's run a marathon before knows the importance of of a good tune-up race, uh, you know, place before the race. It, it's a good time to really, uh, you know, break up the training, but also get a pretty good idea of, of how fit you are and, and how you should mm-hmm. be, you know, planning planning that final one. You know, what what are the thoughts going out of uh, Philadelphia? How are you feeling about your marathon fitness going into uh, into Scotia? Um, I, feel, I feel good, you know. Um, I was confident going into into Philly. Um, you know, I felt, I feel stronger than I've ever felt before, like physically. Um, my mileage has been higher than it ever has. I've been, <clears throat> I've been nailing workouts, you know, there's just, I haven't had, I've had one bad long run this year, to be honest. And I've had one, you know, workout that did just didn't go perfectly. But other than that, it's, you know, touch wood, it's been, it's been great this year so far. So going into Philly, yeah, I knew I was going to, I knew for a fact I was going to PB. Like there was no no doubt in my mind because I hadn't really raced, you know, a half marathon. So um, going into it, yeah, I was pretty confident. But what it was going to be, I didn't know. You know, I was talking to the guys before the race, and I said, you know, I think I can run maybe 66, but also the weather it could be 68. You know, so and that's that's quite a big range. But for someone like me that's still you know fresh, freshish to running, you know, to, to stepping up a bit, it's you know, it was a 
anything can happen on the day. Um, but going into Scotia now, um, yeah, again, same thing. I'm just, I feel like I'm in a good place. We have, what, four or five weeks to go. So it's just a matter of, you know, you're not going to gain much fitness in the next few weeks. It's just about staying healthy, um, nailing those last few long runs, um, and just, you know, keep that physical strength up and not get injured. And yeah, I think I'll be in a pretty good place with the field we have going to Toronto this year. You know, it should be, you know, all going well. It should be a good day for a lot of people. You know, I've, I've in the in preparation for this interview, I, I've actually read quite a bit, uh, you know, about you and, and your training and, and your relative, uh, uh, I guess, newcomer status uh, to the sport, <laughs> which is, is pretty wild, you know, considering that you've, you've run a 68, you've run, uh, you've run a 225 marathon as well, too. You know, how did it start? How did you get into the sport? And, and you know, like, what were those initial times, uh, you know, coming into the sport? I can't imagine that they would have been 68 and 225. No. Um, well, I, I would have played football at home back in Ireland, like our Gaelic football, which is our national sport. And I played that at a pretty high level. But um, just sort of riddled with injuries. Uh, you know, I did my left cruciate twice and my right one once. And, Numerous keyhole surgeries and, you know, cut meniscus off and, you know, just just a, an entourage of, of of sort of setbacks. And I got to the point where I was just like, you know, this isn't, you know, it's not, it's just not something I can do anymore. So did the normal thing you would do at a, you know, 22-year-old and <laughs> went out most weekends and put on a bit of weight and, you know, um, was just playing a bit of sort of five-a-side soccer at the weekend or, you know, whatever it was, just to try keep healthy. But... Moved over here then from Ireland six years ago and just started basically just like running a little bit a week, maybe like 5K every two weeks or whatever it was. And I just said I was going to sign up. I did I did a couple of the, you know, the, the Young Street 10K or, you know, one or two mech races. And I decided, you know what, I want to do a marathon and just got it ticked off the bucket list and went into it with... I think maybe two weeks of training. I think one week I did 25K and I said, oh yeah, I can do that again, no problem. And uh, ended up running four, I think it was like 420 or something for the marathon. Oh, wow. And then, uh, yeah, my half time would have been around 145, 130, something like that. Hmm. And um, I actually started then, we went to Australia with an issue with visa. So we had to take a year out when traveling in Australia and came back here. And, uh, yeah, decided to just give the running a bit more of a shot. And, uh, yeah, I went into it then. I was doing a little bit of triathlon and, you know, training here and there, but nothing with, you know, nothing with any structure or, you know, it was just like running with friends. And I went to Berlin and I ran 239. Hmm. So at that point then, that was, what, three years ago, I think I said, you know, maybe I should stop playing around with the triathlon thing and maybe give the running a bit of a go. So, yeah, I sat down that, I think, maybe October, November and sort of penned out what I wanted to do in the next year. And I coached myself and had a lot of help from um, the pace in mind head coach, Rajon Sishan. So just, you know, little bits of advice with him. And we were running together a lot. And, yeah, I ended up running that 225 in Chicago, but also, you know, just realizing, you know, I needed a lot more help at that point and started reaching out for some coaches and things like that. So that's where I am now and, you know, looking forward to making another step up in, you know, October 20th. 
you know that that seems like a a really interesting transition from uh from football as you ca- call it uh, i'm i'm sure you are well aware of of our bastardized word over here for 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 the <laughs> well, game. Well, no, it's a different sport. It's it's it's, it's even different again. It's like a cross between uh, soccer and rugby. Oh, okay. So it's, uh, yeah, it's like a, a more physical version of soccer without the theatrics, I suppose. <laughs> I I mean that seems seems like a a pretty an interesting crossover. I mean, you know, some some of the uh, some of the midfielder stats. Uh, you know, they say they run, you know, like between, you know, 15 and, and 16 kilometers a game. But, you know, you have to think that a lot of that's, you know, kind of high end speed and stuff. Did you find that there was a lot of crossover going from, you know, from the one sport to the other? No, very little, to be honest. And I think that's <laughs> where uh, I think that's where I sort of uh, find myself at a bit of an anomaly because, you know, I, you know, I know my capabilities or whatever, but I'm, I'm actually very quick over 100 meters. And I'm not too bad over the marathon, but, you know, I'm not a great 5K runner. <laughs> you know, I'm not a great 8K runner. So I don't know where the sort of balance is between, you know. <laughs> you know, you, uh, you mentioned uh, Rajon, and you, you train with, with the Pace of Mind group. I can't, you know, is there a lot of guys who, who can stick with you, uh, you know, with, with the paces that you're at now? Or, you know, are you finding that, that you know, Rajon is, is, is kind of your training partner now? What's, what's the setup there? No, so I, I actually never trained with um with pace in mind. I was just sort of always like the um you know, the the cousin that was sort of tagging along to things socially or whatever. Hmm. But it was last year where John and I were training together, you know, separately. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, this year he I I've started coming on board doing a bit of coaching with them myself. But um Dave Reed is actually my coach. Um Dave is uh you know, I am sure you know all about Dave, I don't have to explain it, but um yeah, we started working together last. I think I think we met maybe last January or February, and at the time I had a stress fracture, so we just said we'd take it, you know, sort of month by month. And you know, we haven't looked back. I've, I, you know, the utmost respect for Dave, and you know, whatever he says, I just do it. And you know, I think that's been the main, um, you know, main factor this year that you know I'm so strong and that I'm, you know looking to do more things and you know the doors Dave has opened for me as a you know with training partners and things like that has been just you know I can't thank him enough you know so that that's been one of the big things this year and of course still going along with the pace and mind family you know we're working together and you know it's nice to be able to join in with them on the long runs and you know it's it's just it's 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 all positive so it's hard not to to be motivated and kept going when you're around a good group like that and you know seeing what they're doing on their own training as well as also keeping you on your toes with your you know with your own trainer personally you know we we mentioned the fact that that you still are fairly re- you're relatively new to the sport especially mm-hmm. for for someone with with your PBs what what people might not know is is that you only ran your first 100 kilometer uh, week, you know, in, in 2018 that, which, you know, isn't, isn't all that long ago for, for a no. guy like Dave, who's, who's been in the sport for so long, have you, have you got a good gauge on, on what he thinks of, of this whole thing of, of what he, what he thinks of, of, I, I don't know, I guess basically your raw talent. Um, I don't know. And, uh, I think that's one of the things that uh, me and Dave click so well on is, you know, we don't need to pat each other on the back, you know, so to be honest, I don't really know what he thinks, you know, I don't ask him. He just, uh, he's a man of sort of a lot of stories and few words at the same time. So, um, 
you know, we just, we turn up to work and we're there, we work, you know, we put the head down and, you know, I don't need him to pat me on the back to say I'm doing a good job and, you know, um, I think that's what I appreciate about him, you know. Um, you know, he knows he knows what it takes to be good. He's uh, He's been at the top. He's been, you know, one of Canada's best ever runners and, you know, I'm just very happy that he's taken the time out to, to you know, take an interest in me and I think he might see some of what he would have seen in a lot of Irish runners that he would have raced against, you know, just the, the no excuse sort of mentality that I know I have. And, you know, that's something that, you know, it's, it's I suppose it's easy to work with. So um, I think, you know, we work well together. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, take, take a look going into, you know, say a marathon or, or a half marathon. What is, what's a, what's a good workout for you? Like, when do you know that, that you're ready to take on, you know, your big goal race? Is there a specific workout that you like to do that, uh, that kind of clues you in? No. Um, and that's the thing. I just, you know, I take it week by week and I have a pretty good gauge on like just how I physically feel. And I think the big thing for, for me is, um, just nailing those long runs. You know, I've had a, like I did, um, you know, a couple of 40k runs the last few weeks. I was actually with Kyle White, you know, the, I think it was the, us two immigrants just looking after each other. We did a run <laughs> together a few weeks ago. Um, he did his own workout. I did mine. And, you know, that was, for me was just the last one before Philly. And I knew, you know, I was like, I was finishing it off pretty comfortably and, you know, at a good pace. So I knew that going in, but Dave says it over and over again, you know, we're just doing the bread and butter, you know, and that's just, strength work and you know we do a little bit of you know leg speed and you know but just we don't overcomplicate things the basics have worked for years so we don't need to overcomplicate so you know we don't go back to the same workouts a whole lot it's just simple things like around high park you know double laps triple laps up center road you know k repeats so a lot of the old school stuff and it's just you know i've faith in what we're doing so i don't need to read into it too much you know, as as your PBs have progressed, as you as you're putting more and more time into the sport, uh, I know it wasn't that long ago that that you said you know you are you don't really consider yourself a runner. You're more of a plumber, perhaps. Um, <laughs> you know, like do you consider yourself more of a runner now that you've you've put down these times that are are really catching people's eyes? Um, I, I don't know. Um, like I don't know. I don't ever want to be defined by a PB, whether it's you know, a four hour marathon or, you know, whatever, two, you know, two twenty, two fifteen. like, a, you know, it shouldn't dictate who you are as a person. So I'm going to continue working obviously. And, uh, you know, hoping to improve, but you know, you don't want your headstone to read your PB, you know, you want people to remember you for, you know, possibly being a nice person or, you know, whatever that may be. So, um, whether you introduce yourself as a runner or as, just as a person. So, um, yeah, I don't know whether we'll see where the road takes me, but I think even if you're, you know, you're an Olympian, unless you're, you know, unless you're working full time and that's your job, I think that's that's what a runner is, you know. You know, we we've talked so much about marathons and half marathons. Did I did I see that you were uh, you were on the track for something a little bit shorter this summer? Or, you know, what, what was that like? You know, did that <laughs> did that live up to <laughs> expectations? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I we we said we were going to do a 5k and i i i think that was you know i think dave just wanted to see you know what what the speed was like and we worked out with michael gill a bit actually the 
you know, the Masters record holder at the moment and we had some good workouts together. But just, I don't know, I just it was flat on the night. I ran 15, 15.30, I think, or 15.30 something. But it was just torture, you know. I I just could not go. I think if you asked me to go five seconds faster, I would have collapsed. But if you wanted me to go five kilometers more, I would have been okay. <laughs> so... I don't know. I just it's it's tough, but I do I do like playing around with things like that. You know, I've no problem going on the track if that's you know if that's what it is. I think if you do want to you know improve in a runner, you have to throw your you have to throw your hat in a few different pots and see you know see what you can do. You know, if you're always working within your comfort zone and you know not knowing what it's like to get your ass handed to you, you know, it's uh, it's not a good state to be in. You know, you need that you need that relativity and being able to you know adapt and you know, refocus and, you know, when things aren't going well, being able to dig and find something inside you. So, you know, that, that kind of brings up something kind of interesting it, in that. I, I think that five K's hurt too much. Uh, K's, <laughs> they, <definitely> do. <laughs> they, they hurt a little bit less, but it, you know, it's, it's kind of that five K feeling prolonged quite a bit. Marathons, they, they hurt in a different way, and I'm, I'm not sure that I'm super crazy about them either, but the half marathon, man, that is the perfect distance. If you were to, uh, you know, sum up your perfect race distance, where where do you think yours would lie? Um, I don't know. It's sort of a two-pronged question. I think mentally I'm, I'm very strong, and I have that ability to just, you know, to really bite down when needs it and, you know, just keep grinding out those miles. And I do, you know, I'm able to hold myself together pretty well. But if it was, what race would I do for the rest of my life? It probably would be the half. You know? <laughs> it's a little bit more forgiving. And, uh, you know, if things don't align on the day, you know, technically you can probably get away with racing another one in maybe two weeks time. Whereas the marathon, it's just, you know, it's all or nothing. You know, you're, you're in for what you're in for. And, uh, you know, it does take a while to recover from it. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think right now I'm, I am I would consider myself leaning towards the marathon, but yeah, I don't know. In the long term, maybe a half every a few times a year might be a, a more sustainable thing mentally and physically. <laughs> all right. So, you know, you, you hung out with all those great runners, uh, you know, this past weekend. Was there was there any good advice that, that you can carry forward, you know, take into Toronto, take take with you for the rest of your running life? Was Was there anything that really stuck with you? Oh yeah, it was like this weekend was great. You know, it was it was endless the amount of things that I picked up. But um, you know, I think the main thing is just just you know how those guys and girls carry themselves. You know, they're just normal people. You know, um, you know, no dramas, no excuses. Um, just normal people out talking about running. You know, um, eating normal food, and you just say like when they're doing it, why can't I do it? You know. So, you know, the main thing as well is everyone was just talking about how easy their easy runs are, you know, how much rest they take, you know, and I think that's that's one thing as you're, you know, progressing up or, you know, improving, whether it's, you know, from a four-hour marathon or to a three-and-a-half hours to a Boston qualifier, you know, the misconception is you have to really grind it, you know, where these guys are all just talking about rest. You know, they're talking about recovering so they can hammer that workout or, you know, taking those easy runs as easy as need be, you know, some of them five minutes per kilometer, you know, whatever it may be. But I think that would be the standout thing is just the attitude of people and, you know, how much emphasis is on recovery. Okay, re- real quick, Noah Jurati, he, um, he's, he's a, 
I, you know, it, there almost seems to be this kind of legend around him, you know, of of this <laughs> of this character that that he is. I mean, I think people, most people, were kind of interest, introduced to him at the 2016 Olympic trials in the 10K. Um, you know, just just since then, he's he's just kind of come across as this everyman runner. Did did it live up to the reputation meeting him? Yeah, and like I didn't know, like I'm not much of sort of like a a fanboy or whatever, so I didn't know too much about him. Um, going into it, I just knew, I was like, oh, he seems like a pretty cool guy, you know, so, and yeah, he is, he's just <laughs> a pretty cool guy, you know, we sat down for dinner, and he, he ordered himself a beer, and, you know, we went to No Frills, and, or, No Frills, we went to Whole Foods, a little bit different, but we went to Whole Foods, and, yeah, we were walking beside each other, and he just started dancing for no reason in the middle <laughs> of the aisle, because of some music on, and, you know, but I think that's, you know, he was, he wasn't ranked number one in the race, but he was, you know, number one in his bib, and you know, a lot of pressure comes with that. That's his job, and he's, you know, still able to just relax and, you know, have a bit of a joke around, and you know, just I think if you met him on the street, you know, you wouldn't know he was. You probably think he was homeless, to be honest, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know he was, you know, one of the top runners in the states. You know, it's not in the world. So, again, just that sort of attitude is, you know. It, it's something that we should all sort of not aspire to, but, you know, if you can say, like, this guy is obviously at the top of his game and he's obviously training very hard, but yet he, you know, is able to relax and, you know, unwind and just enjoy things. So, you know, why shouldn't everyone be just in that sort of mentality? All right, man. You know, a couple of weeks away from from Scotia, it's uh, it's going to be a big race. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be the the Canadian trials. Uh, you know, w- walk us through that race. What what should we be watching for? You know, when you tow the line there. Um, probably watch for me to hide behind as many people as I can and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, look, we I, I was I was weighing up earlier in the year. Um, you know, would I go home and race? the Irish Championships in Dublin or, you know, what what would be best. I've done a couple of fast races, not as in fast courses. I've done Chicago and I've done Berlin and I just have that sort of um, itch to do maybe like a, you know, a tougher course and Dublin is that. But I spoke with Dave and we both said, you know, how many more opportunities you're going to get that, you know, you have a race where it is, you know, an endless amount of guys, you know, you've got, you know, you've got Reed, you've Dylan, Cam, uh, Kevin Coffey, Tristan, you know, the list goes on, you know, you're going to have all these guys and it's on my doorstep, you know, I can sleep in my bed the night before I can, you know, have my breakfast. I can do things as normal and just walk out and be on a course with, you know, probably one of the deepest fields, probably, you know, it, it would be, hard to find a field like this even if he travels for it so to have it on my doorstep this year you know it's hard to turn it down and you know the the show Alan puts on it's it's hard to compete you know it's an it's an it's a, not an IAAF gold race for no reason so um for me personally in the race um yeah I don't know I'm just going to mix it up and uh you know see what I can do we haven't done any American specific workouts or anything you know we're just going to see what happens well the fitness will be there on the day and We'll have some sort of a race plan come closer to the race, but yeah, if I can mix it with some sort of maybe that like second pack of the Canadian group, I'd be I'd be quite happy, you know. 
Yeah, definitely. Hey, before we let you go, uh, you know, you've been here for a little while, you know, as I'm pretty sure people can probably tell, uh, you are from, you are from Ireland. Um, <laughs> yeah. what, what's the status? Are, are you a dual citizen? I mean, you know, he- heaven forbid if, if a national team does come up, who, who are you running for? Oh God, I'm Irish. I'll, I'll always be Irish. Um, you know, I am, I'm in the process right now of getting my citizenship to Canada. Um, but you know, Canada is Canada's my home right now, you know. Um, I'm very thankful for everything I have here, you know. We've been through it a bit, but, you know, the the connections I've made here, you know, the friends I have, the people I'm able to run with, you know. You know, the last year, just being able to, you know, run with the likes of Lindsay Tetsy or Rachel Hanna or Rajan or, you know, you might get a message in the evening from John Mason or, you know, these people are all in world championships now, and, you know. Would I have the same connections at home? I don't know. But, you know, I'm, you know, when the world championships are on, I'll definitely be cheering with a Canadian flag and, you know, have the Irish flag here as well. But, yeah, myself personally, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I live here. I'm hopefully going to be a Canadian citizen pretty soon. But, you know, I'll always be Irish. So <laughs> you can never take that away from me. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, congratulations on, on that 68. And, uh, you know, best of luck heading into, into Toronto. And, and, man, it's 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 really cool to see, you know, the progression that, that we've seen so far. And, hey, man, thanks for being on the show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Big thanks to Patty for joining us on the show this week as well as track you for their ongoing support. If you want to find more episodes of The Terminal Mile, you can do so on any of our podcast feeds, whether that be tracky.ca, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or Spotify. While you're there, give us a subscribe, a rate, maybe even a comment. Whatever you do, it'll help us out. On social media, we're at The Terminal Mile. My name is Michael Rokas, and this has been The Terminal Mile, a Tracky Radio production. <laughs>